Hey everyone, welcome to another new itinerary bonus episode of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and today I'm going to talk about all the new early 2025 cruise itineraries that just dropped yesterday, actually. Highlight some of my favorites and hopefully get you all prepared to book a new cruise beginning as early as next week. I don't I don't know why these announcements make me so excited, especially since it's relatively routine about when they're going to happen. But I I just I love looking through the through all the schedules and, you know, looking for new itineraries and new ports that we haven't that Disney Cruise Line hasn't visited. I just like looking for things that we haven't seen before. It's a it's a it's a lot of fun for me, but I guess that's just because I'm a a huge DCL nerd. Uh, with yesterday's announcement, the Disney Cruise Line schedule has now been extended through May 2025 for all of the existing ships in the fleet. We already had the treasure schedule for this part of the year and a few weeks worth of itineraries for the wonder, but we now know what the whole fleet will be doing for the early part of 2025. New bookings for these cruises begin next week, starting on Monday, October 30th for Pearl Castaway Club members. Then it's tiered daily based on your Castaway Club status after that. So platinum members can book on Tuesday, gold members on Wednesday, silver and DVC members on Thursday, and then general booking opens on Monday of the following week. If you're thinking about booking something either next week or anytime in the future, I would love to help you plan your next cruise. As I'm sure you know, if you've been a listener uh, to this show for a while, I am a travel agent and I specialize in booking Disney cruises. If you would be interested in working with me, please send me an email. You can do that at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. My agency is a platinum earmarked agency, which means I'm able to offer some of the highest amounts of onboard credit, at least that I've seen anyway. It won't cost you anything additional to work with me, and virtually everything is the same as booking directly with Disney, except for that added benefit of the onboard credit. So reach out if, uh, if you'd like to work with me. All right, let's get to what was announced. I I don't recall how I did this last time, but I think I'm just going to give you a summary by ship and then kind of point out any interesting itineraries that, that stood out to me. So I'll start with the Magic, which will sail a mix of Western Caribbean and Bahamian cruises from several different home ports in the early part of 2025. She'll kick off the season sailing four, five, and six night cruises from Galveston to the Western Caribbean before repositioning to San Juan on March 24th on a seven night Bahamian cruise. That one visits Nassau, Castaway Key, and Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. So that's a pretty cool itinerary. Galveston is a, a pretty popular home port, but you usually can't get to Castaway Key from there. So this is a, you know, that that's a great opportunity to do to do that, to visit Castaway Key, but then you'd obviously have to, to fly back home. Oh, and I need to go ahead and establish, I guess. A rule for the podcast. From this point on, I will primarily refer to Disney Cruise Line's new destination by its abbreviated name, Lookout Key, rather than its official name, which is Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. I just think that takes too long to say, so I'm just going to refer to both of them as Castaway Key and Lookout Key, and hopefully you're all cool with that. Anyway, the, the Magic doesn't spend any time cruising from San Juan because she then repositions immediately once again on a four-night Bahamian cruise ending in Fort Lauderdale. 
From there, the Magic will spend the month of April cruising to the Bahamas, including a cruise on April 28th that visits Castaway Key and Lookout Key and has a day at sea, so it skips Nassau. I think that's a great itinerary for the Magic. On May 2nd, the Magic sails its final cruise from Fort Lauderdale, which ends on May 6th, and then on May 7th, there's a five-night Bahamian cruise from Port Canaveral that goes to Nassau, Lookout Key, and Castaway Key. And also has a day at sea. So that that's another really great itinerary for the Magic, I think. So going back to what I was just talking about. On May 6th, the Magic will sail from Fort Lauderdale to Port Canaveral without any passengers. And then will sail from Port Canaveral for the rest of the month of May. So I, th- I thought it was weird that the Magic would be doing so many cruises from Port Canaveral. But I then I noticed that the Fantasy doesn't have any cruises on the schedule for May right now, so it's possible that she'll be going in for dry dock during that time, and they'll need another ship to supplement the demand for cruises from Port Canaveral, which will have three Disney ships departing from Port Canaveral on a full-time basis throughout this time of year. So a lot of opportunities to cruise from Port Canaveral with Disney Cruise Line in the early part of 2025. Next, let's move to the Wonder, which will spend January and early February sailing down under from Sydney and Melbourne, Australia. I don't know why I said it like that, (laughs) which we already knew about. And on February 10th, the Wonder will sail a 15-night South Pacific cruise back to Hawaii, making calls on New Caledonia, Fiji, American Samoa, and Nailiwili. That's in Hawaii, and my buddy Ed told me how to pronounce that one, so thanks thanks for that, Ed. I probably still mess it up, but it's a hard city to uh, to say. <laughs> so uh, that, uh, that cruise ultimately ends in Honolulu. I don't know if any of you saw some of the social media posts from the inaugural South Pacific cruise that just took place, but it, it looked amazing. I was communicating with a, a few people who were on board, and they said it was just an absolutely incredible cruise. If I, if I had the the time and if it worked with my kids' school schedules, I would absolutely be interested in that cruise. I also thought it was pretty cool that they got to cross the uh, the equator and, you know, they made a big deal out of it on board. There were like certificates and stuff that they that they gave to the guests. I thought that was really cool. Mostly I think it's a cool thing that DCL is embarking on a, a new schedule that it's never done before. So that in and of itself I think is pretty exciting. Once the Wonder returns to Honolulu, she'll make her way back to Vancouver via a nine-night Hawaiian cruise. So the Wonder's ultimate destination is San Diego, but can we just talk for a minute about how dumb it is that the Wonder has to go back to Vancouver first rather than just sailing directly from Honolulu to San Diego, has to first go all the way up to Vancouver because of a, a stupid, antiquated maritime law that says a foreign flagged ship that leaves from a U.S. port must stop at a foreign port before arriving at a different U.S. port. So in other words, it can't embark from one U.S. port, which would be in Hawaii, and disembark at another U.S. port, which would be San Diego, without first disembarking at a foreign port. So that's why they have to go up to Vancouver. Makes absolutely no sense, but that's what the law says, so it is what it is. Once in Vancouver, the Wonder will sail a five-night Pacific Coast cruise, which ultimately ends in San Diego. And from there, the Wonder will sail three- and four-night Baja cruises, and also seven-night cruises to the Mexican Riviera. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm I'm still intrigued by that stop at Catalina Island. I don't 
I don't know anything about that island, but it for some reason I I just I want to go there. And all the all of the Baja cruises on the schedule will make a stop there. The Dream will be sailing exclusively from Fort Lauderdale, primarily to the Bahamas and the Western Caribbean, and will be a regular visitor to Lookout Key. Aside from all the opportunities to visit Lookout Key, there's there's not a ton of variety in these itineraries uh, for the Dream. The most interesting ones to me are the four-night cruises that visit both Lookout Key and Castaway Key with a day at sea, and I th- I'm pretty sure there are two of those. And then there's several five-night cruises with the same itinerary with an additional stop at Nassau added to them. So uh, lots of opportunities there to visit both of Disney's private destinations. I was curious to see what was going to happen with the fantasy with the with the treasure taking over the traditional seven night Eastern and Western Caribbean schedule in early 2025. There's a lot of short cruises on the fantasy, which is it's kind of weird to see. I <laughs> I haven't looked closely yet, but I, I wonder how the cost of the shorter cruises on the fantasy compared to the historical prices of shorter cruises on the other ships, because for a long time, the fantasy has commanded premium pricing, even despite the fact that, you know, it has sailed the longer itineraries. In this itinerary announcement, the fantasy will sail three, four, and five night Bahamian cruises from Port Canaveral. And, you know, with the exception of May, which does not currently have anything on the schedule. So the fantasy will also be a frequent visitor to Lookout Key and offers similar itineraries to the ones that I just mentioned on the dream. I was really expecting the wish wouldn't change at all. And for the most part, I was right. But but they they did surprise me with a teensy tiny little bit of variety. As I'm sure you recall, the past few itinerary releases have all been exactly the same. Three and four night Bahamian cruises from Port Canaveral with stops at Nassau and Castaway Key and a day at sea depending on the length of the cruise. And there was zero fluctuation in that schedule, not even a shuffled port order. That's almost entirely still true in early 2025, but there is one cruise that deviates from the status quo. It's a four night Bahamian cruise departing on January 27th, that has a day at sea and visits Castaway Key and Lookout Key. So this will mark the first time that a Disney Cruise Line Triton-class ship will call on Disney Cruise Line's new private destination, which I didn't think we'd see for a while, but I absolutely love that itinerary for the wish, so keep your eye on that one. And finally, I won't spend too much time on the treasure because the the schedule has already been out for a little while and I've I've already covered it. It'll basically take over the cruises previously sailed by the Fantasy to the Eastern and Western Caribbean with little variety. The Western Caribbean cruises will call on Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Jamaica, and Castaway Key, while the you know the standard Eastern Caribbean cruises will call on Tortola, St. Thomas, and Castaway Key, with a couple cruises mixed in there that visit San Juan instead of St. Thomas. It's interesting to me that St. Martin is no longer part of the normal rotation for Disney Cruise Line. That you know that used to be a regular stop on the Eastern Caribbean itineraries, but we're not seeing those anymore. So that's a full rundown of the new itinerary release. I hope that was helpful. If anyone ever has any questions about these itineraries or about any other Disney cruise in general, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. It's pretty wild that we now have six ships to follow. I'm hoping Disney Cruise Line has big plans for for new destinations once the, the final Triton class ship comes online. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget that bookings for these new itineraries open next week. And if you'd like to work with me, send me an email. Have a great weekend, everyone.